Welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna preview show sponsored by Loserpool.com. I'm your host, Harry Simeu, and on this edition, we'll be looking ahead to Crystal Palace versus Arsenal this coming Sunday at Selhurst Park. To assist me in previewing this fixture is Harvey Jones, Crystal Palace vlogger for 90minute.com. Harvey, welcome to the Chronicles of Aguna. How are you, sir? Hi there, mate. Thank you for having me. Yeah, good. Not too bad. Good. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Um, now, before we begin, I've got a bit of a confession to make, Harvey. Um, I've actually got a bit of a soft spot for the Eagles. Um, I was born a stone's throw away from Selhurst Park. And when I was at school down in South London, most of my friends were Palace fans. So let me be clear. I am a diehard Arsenal supporter. I always have been. And, and to be fair, I didn't really have a choice in the matter. I was brainwashed from mm-hmm. it before I even knew what the game was. But apart from when they're playing my beloved Arsenal, I do like to see Crystal Palace do well. And so their current predicament isn't something I'm particularly happy to see. You're 15th in the table at the moment, just the two wins from nine. Harvey, what's the mood like amongst the supporters? Oh, well, mate, it's depressing. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah, I, I've heard that from quite a few fans, actually, um, that, you know, Palace seem to be their second club. They'd always like to see Palace do well. Um, when when their team aren't playing us, so you're not the first person I've heard say that. But yeah, it's been de- it's been it's been depressing. I mean, we've had all this problem before the season started with um, our fanatics, and um, the, the, they decided not to come to the games anymore because of falling out with the club over um, moving them to a different part of the ground. Um, and the atmosphere has taken a massive hit. Um, any Arsenal fans going will probably notice a difference at Sellers Park on Sunday. And um, I think that's it. The seasons kind of stem from stem from that the, the poor season so far. I mean, started off well against Fulham, two 0 win, but we de- didn't really seem to kick on from there. And um, the stats suggest that. I mean, since since the opening day of the season, we've only scored three goals, and wow. uh, I mean, and that's worst in the division. So, so um, that's gone. So what exactly happened with the fanatics? What is that? That section in the corner, the singing section. Yeah. Um, so basically, they they, uh, they put a proposal through to the um, the board. Uh, I did a video on this on, on my channel. Um, they put a, they put a proposal through to the board uh, in the summer about moving the fanatics, their group, in from the corner of that stand into the middle of the stand yeah. um, to improve the atmosphere, um, to try and get more people involved and make a singing section in the middle of the stand. Um, the problem was uh, it was too soon to move them for the start of this season. And um, apparently there were promises that the club made to the fanatics that weren't kept. And look, cut a long short story short, they decided not to come to the games because they felt they were um, poorly treated by the club. Okay. Since then, since then, it's, things have been sorted, but they're still not coming to the games at the moment. So it, it's really... And the, and the atmosphere isn't as bad as um, you, you may think, but for our sort of standards, you know, um, we're... we're not very happy with it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's understandable. How can people find this video on your channel? What's your channel? Where can we 
search it and check it um, out. Yeah, yeah. So my channel is Red and Blue Site YT. Um, pretty easy to spot. I've just passed a thousand subscribers, so I'm quite in a very good, very good state of mind over it at the moment. Um, but yeah, it, it's all on there, and um, I've done small videos discussing how that, how all of that's progressed as well. So it, it, it's been updated quite regularly. The fanatic situation. Um, we're hoping it can just be resolved and we can kick on with the season because at the moment it's looking like the, it's affecting the players, which is the last thing you want to want it want to happen. Yeah, of course, and that's brilliant. Congratulations on the thousand subscribers, and I'll definitely yeah. be checking it out after we finish here. Um, is there still a trust in what Roy Hodgson is trying to do down there? Because I was fortunate enough to attend one of his press conferences last season. I think it was before the Spurs game, and he struck yeah. me as really smart, pragmatic. Um, you could tell he's got a wealth of experience and from an outside perspective, I think that you guys are in good hands. Would you agree? Oh, I couldn't agree more on, um, on, uh, most of those points. I mean, especially with the, uh, press conferences and what he says in front of the camera is exactly what you, what you want to hear as a palace fan. Uh, we've had years of Alan Pardew and managers like this talking absolute rubbish and trying to make excuses, but he says it how it is. He doesn't get too carried away, which we love. Um, the problem was our last game against Everton, um, obviously a defeat two nil, um, quite a hard one to take. Um, it's the first time I've heard after a game on Twitter and on YouTube, things like that. Um, fans starting to, question whether Hodgson should be with us anymore it's the first time I've heard people suggest he should yeah. get sacked um, personally I don't think he should uh, I think last season alone you know was an absolutely incredible achievement for him and the club to what he did was amazing how we managed to stay up from the worst start to a Premier League season ever. Yeah. Um, it was you know quite and I think that his managerial style he's you know a, he's a Croydon boy he's local he went he was at Palace's academy when he was a young boy as well so he, he he's perfect fit for the club at the moment it's a, it's a sticky patch and obviously results mean everything in this business but um, I think he deserves the time to try and rectify it yeah I don't disagree with you I think he's a good manager I think I know it's early days and I know when you're in that situation, it's, it's easy to, to get into a bit of a panic, but it is early days. And I think that there are a lot worse teams in this division than Crystal Palace. So Absolutely, yeah. if I was you guys, I wouldn't be too concerned at this moment in time anyway. Um, how do you expect Palace to line up and sit out their stall on Sunday? Um, yeah, that's an interesting one. I mean, it's a, it's a, a lot of fans have been debating about it on Twitter and um, including myself. I don't think too many people really know what Roy's going to put out. Um, but I think the, the majority of fans think that he will start off with the same back four there and, and goalkeeper that we always do. Um, key player to watch, I think, for Arsenal. It's got to be Wan-Bissaka in our back four, our, our young right back. He's been outstanding this season, player of the season for most fans. Um, and I, I can definitely, we see him at top four, top six club in the near future. The way he's going, he's, it's an unbelievable start to his career. Um, the main question is the midfield. We like to do a three-man midfield or like a, a four-two-three-one sort of setup, or maybe a four-three-three, but like a three-man central midfield. And um, I think that it will probably be um, Luka Milivojevic and uh, Kiate in those spots and maybe Max Meyer coming back from illness um, to start. He's um, had a slow start to his career. A lot of people frustrated um, that he's not started more games. Roy seems to have kept on the bench a lot. I don't, we don't know the reason for that, but um, yeah, we'd expect him to start against Arsenal. 
Um, and then obviously the, the same front three that we've been um, running with um, recently, maybe Jordan Ayew up front, if not uh, him, Connor Wickham, who's just come back from two years out with an injury. Um, so he's he's like a new signing for us. And then obviously Townsend and um, our main man Zahar. So I'm expecting it to be a 4-2-3-1, 4-3-3 yep. uh, when we face you on Sunday. Well, when you look at that team on paper, I mean, Kuyate for me is is a very useful player to have in the midfield, very athletic, very strong. Um, yeah, yeah. You, you spoke about Milivojevic. I saw quite a bit of him at Olympiakos um, during his days there. So we know what a good player he is. Very unlike him to miss from the spot like he did last week. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Max Meyer, you know, he came and he was touted as a really big signing, wasn't he? It was a bit of a coup when Crystal Palace managed to tie him yeah. down. What's happened? Wasn't he? Yeah, he's been linked with us plenty yeah. of times. Yeah. But what's going on? What's happened? Oh, I, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong. I think he missed a lot of pre-season with Schalke because of this transfer situation. He's wanted to leave for quite a while, while now. And um, I think he missed quite a bit of pre-season. So he, he was about two or three games behind the rest of the players when the season started. Mm-hmm. And then I think Roy's just trying to drip feed him into this starting eleven. But I think a lot of, because of the results, a lot of fans are getting a bit impatient and want him to start because he clearly, when he has come off the bench, has shown the talent that we need and the ability to move the ball from defence to attack, which we're missing at the moment. Yeah, certainly. Uh, when you look at the Arsenal team, what or who would you be most concerned about? Because I'm always interested to hear what opposition fans think about us. Oh, well, well, right now, I'm pretty petrified of most of them, to be honest. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you'd asked this question this time last year, I wouldn't be too worried in general, if I'm being honest. Yeah, you'd be I well within your rights. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think it's a credit to Unai Emre. I think he's done an amazing job so far to steady the ship the way he has at Arsenal. So, um, incredible run that you're on at the moment. But um, I think it's got to be Lacazette, Aubameyang up front if they if they do both start together again. Um, I think that's deadly up front. I mean, um, we've got pacey wing-backs, but obviously Sacco, Tomkins in the centre-back role, they're not known for their pace. They're normally yeah. quite solid as, as centre-backs. But if you get in behind them, there's there's no there's no chance. So I'm very worried about them up front. And um, Ozil, if he does anything like he did against Leicester against us, we could be in for a thumping. So <laughs> I, any of those front three for me? Yeah, no, he was he was immense the other night. I think yeah. if I had to guess, I would say that Lacazette will probably start rather than Aubameyang. I think Aubameyang might come from the bench again because he did play this evening because yes. um, we were recording just after the Sporting Lisbon game so Aubameyang did play the game Lacazette came on as a very late substitute so I'd imagine that he's in the forefront of Emery's mind to take up that centre forward position on Sunday so but we'll have to see because it's been almost impossible to predict Unai Emery's lineup so far um, mm-hmm. keeps changing it which is not necessarily a bad thing um, because it's working but it's just very that's right, that's right. It's 11 on the spin now. Um, I think the entire Premier League is probably aware by now that we tend to start games slowly. That was the case again this evening um, out in Lisbon. Do you think that'll be something that Roy will be looking to expose? Oh, ab- uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think one of the main things that fans have been upset about so far as at the way we've started this season has probably been how slow we've been in terms of trying to move the ball forward. We seem to lack creativity in the final third we're so dependent on Zahar that when he has a poor game we have a poor game and that it shouldn't yep. be like that um, so for me I think when we the Palace play 
when Palace play at our best, we we it's when we're you know pressing from the front first minute we're on on any opposition player trying to get the ball forward quickly to the wingers getting crosses in getting you know taking on defenders one and one that's when we're most threatening and when the crowd picks up obviously it's an early kick off on a Sunday so it's not going to be the best of uh, atmospheres at any ground I think an yeah, early right. kick off on a Sunday but yeah I think if you cast your mind back to the 3-0 Palace a few years ago against Arsenal I think we've got to try and replicate that sort of performance pressing from the front putting you under pressure not don't let you have any time on the ball we, if we let you have time on the ball players like Ozil are just going to rip us apart <laughs> yeah if he turns up again hopefully he does um, I've been defending him quite heavily this week a good point yeah and I mean on Love Sport Radio this week I got absolutely pelted when I said he should be given the captain's armband so uh, <laughs> Hopefully he's uh, he doesn't drop. <laughs> That's right. Hopefully he uh, doesn't drop me in it after all of that. Um, before I give you mine, what's your prediction for Sunday's game? Uh, I want to be optimistic. I really do, but we're, we're entering a very tricky run of games now. After you, we've got Chelsea, Spurs, and United uh, okay. as our next three games. So it's a horrendous running that we've got coming up. Very much could be you know we could well be zero points. So out of the next four games and the way you're playing I could see you extending your run to 12 games um, to 12 games uh, in a row so I, I, I'm going to go as much as I want to say a, a draw and snatch a point out of you guys I can't see it at the moment I hope Palace can change my mind but as long as we get a goal on the board against Arsenal you know get our first home goal of the season we're still waiting for that I, I'd be happy with that <laughs> wow okay. I didn't realise that you hadn't scored at home yet this season That's... no no go yet no win at home either so uh, a 3-1 or something like that as long as we don't get hammered um, we show more ambition to you know go forward and a bit more passion I think fans will take that okay I'm going to go for a 2-0 Arsenal win Um, I'm maybe being a bit bold predicting Arsenal to keep a clean sheet but one can hope I guess from week to week you know I'm always waiting for it (laughs) doesn't seem to be coming but hopefully you know we get that as well um and we can build and move forward. Harvey, thank you very, very much for joining me. And hopefully we can get you on to preview the return fixture in April. Do you Absolutely. Wanna... Good stuff. Looking forward to it. Now, do you want to let our listeners know how they can follow you and keep up with your vlogs and and basically what yeah, you do? Yeah, cool. So uh, I do vlogs for 90 Min, as you, as you said at the start. Um, so 90 Min's YouTube channel. It's literally just 90 Min, and you can see all the Palace stuff on there. Um, I do my own vlogs on my own channel and a lot of Palace and, and football-based content, but obviously being a Palace fan, it's mostly Palace stuff. So if you are interested in that, it's Red and Blue Site YT on YouTube, Red and Blue Site on Twitter as well, Harvey jo- Harvey John Jones, Instagram, stuff like that, all the good stuff. Um, so yeah, if you are interested in any other Palace-related content or stuff, then that's, wh- that's where you go and look. Good stuff, good stuff. And I'll definitely be checking it out, and I'm sure some of our listeners will too. Um, you, particularly Pete. interested in that whole uh, fanatics debate because we have those we don't really have fanatics but we have those sort of debates around the between the club and the yeah. fans quite often so it'd be Very nice and all that whole situation so yeah be sure to check that out <laughs> great stuff will do Harvey thank you once again and uh, we'll speak again very soon I'm sure thank you very much mate thank you
our hero. He's a smart guy who loves sports and loves outwitting other people. Our hero needs to show the world his mastery of the game. Our hero does this by playing games at Loserpool. Our hero is you. Loserpool has two games. In the namesake, the games of an entire season are grouped together into weeks or rounds. After paying an entry fee, you choose one team to lose that week or round. If you're correct, you earn the right to repeat the process in the next round. But the catch is that you cannot choose a team a second time until all the teams have been chosen by you once. If you're knocked out early, you may re-enter the same pool by paying a penalty to make it fair for the other players. Or you may wait until the next pool starts in a few weeks. Razor Pool is similar to Loser Pool in that the games of an entire season are grouped together. But in this case, you pay the entry fee and predict the outcome of all the games in that week or round. You will be ranked against all other players according to your accuracy. And at the end of each round, a predetermined percentage of players will be eliminated. There is no option to buy back into a pool if you are eliminated, <laughs> and so you will have to wait until the next pool starts to play again. In both games, the prize money grows very rapidly. The pool is allocated to the last man standing, or to add a little drama, to a small surviving group if they vote according to predetermined rules. Loser Pool is about community, friendship, fun and rivalry. Discuss and debate the games and events of the week with players from around the world. Invite your friends and co-workers into your own sub-pools and see who can outsmart the group and earn bragging rights. This is your moment. Create an account. Show your sports genius. Be the hero.